0: This is the Bill Kelly Show podcast. News today that Stelco and Bedrock Industries, that's the uh, the hedge fund that has invested in uh, Stelco, we're told, are closer to negotiating a deal after putting together an agreement in principle for salaried employees and retirees. It's worthy of note, though, that uh, the two unions involved in this are not on side. We bring Gary Howe into the conversation. Gary, of course, is the president of United Steelworkers Local 1005 here in Hamilton to get their reaction to this. Morning, Gary. How are you doing today?
1: Good morning, Bill. Thanks for having me on today. I know it's a busy day for news today.
0: Well, it is. There's a lot going on, but this was kind of on the back burner for the last little while and cut a few people off guard here. What's going on here, Gary?
1: Well, the latest announcement yesterday really isn't like uh, big news to us. Uh, we had known for, I guess, a little while that the Salary Group was close to coming to a deal uh, with Bedrock and in the procedure. Uh, but notably, uh, a few things that the Salary Group has is, is they have what's called a parity clause, where they'll get exactly what Local 1005 gets for like things like OPEBs. Okay. So like their their um, their OPEB still you know if we do better than seventy percent then they'll get whatever we get um, so like if we get five percent more they'll get uh, the same thing.
0: So that that's a comforting thing for them, I guess, but it doesn't do you much good.
1: No, it, it puts more pressure on us. So I guess my point is 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 what. Like, you know, with the it was interesting the timing of this announcement yesterday uh, because, you know, still several of the things aren't papered. Uh, you know, like there's still the outstanding issues with the pension, uh, outstanding issues with how the land co is going to operate. Um, you know, they want to have health trusts. So well, there's a lot of things that people have questions about that, that are still really unanswered. And, and, you know, it's the same thing over and over again.
0: Have you had any discussions with these people, with Bedrock and, and with uh, management here, to try to iron some of these concerns out?
1: Well, we, we talk with the salaried retired group all the time. Um, so they had told us they'd come to an agree, agreement, so it wasn't shocking to us to see the, the news yesterday. Um, management at U.S. Steel Canada had asked us when we start, went in, and they gave notice to bargain that they said they wanted us to bargain with Bedrock, which is kind of unusual in bargaining because Bedrock's uh, just the bidder for Stelco. Um, you know, so that's kind of a, new, a unique situation for us to be dealing with Bedrock. And we had it on our website. This isn't isn't shocking to anyone that we uh, met with Bedrock last week and, and we gave them our proposals. We went through a long uh, process where, you know, we asked their members what they expect from negotiations. And so we gave Bedrock what, the proposals were uh, last week, and they said they'd get back to us, and we're still waiting.
0: There was no discussion about it? They just kind of received them and said, uh, yeah, we'll have our people call your people?
1: Well, the, they listen to what our logic is. I mean, you know, Bill, uh, since we started in the CCA process, things have gotten a lot like significantly better. I was just looking at the price of steel before you know I come on the air and you know that's over for hot band it's over seven hundred dollars a ton, uh, so you know things are going good which is which is good for us. The company still has you know the cash on hand is climbing. The last time I was on, I commented on the cash on hand. So yeah. you know according to the monitor, it's it's going to be close to three hundred million. So you know that causes a lot of problems in the sense that. You know, we have people, you know, that are quite vocal about it. The company should be paying the OPEBs now. And, you know, there's really absolutely no excuse in our view why the OPEBs aren't being paid, and and we need to get on with it. Uh, Because even if we go to these health care trusts or whatever, if that is agreed to, um, it'll take a while to set those up. So and people need the benefits now, we had a guy here the other day that has a leg partly amputated. And, you know, he's worked his whole life at Stelco to get benefits. He wanted to get a prosthetic leg. And, and, you know, he can't get it. We have to go through all kinds of procedures to try to get this guy, you know, his leg, which he's entitled to. And, you know, it's not as if the company doesn't have the money. With having $300 million, they have the money. Um, everyone knows that. And, in fact, our retirees are getting very vocal about the situation. So I think that might have also been a reason for the news release yesterday.
0: Well, to try to show that there's some progress being made, but as far as the union's concerned, though, Gary, there's not much going on.
1: Uh, I think, yeah, the, I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to steamroller their way to a deal. And you'll notice in the press release of the company, Bill as Aziz alludes to um, it's the only solution, um, which is leads, you know, if people that are intelligent would think about, well, who was the ones that decided that Bedrock would be the winner here? It was Bill Aziz and the Independent Board of U.S. Steel Canada, which comprises of the president, Mike McQuaid, and one other guy. So you have to think, huh, you know, and, and people are starting to raise the question about, well, what happened last time that, you know, when Stelco was flipped to U.S. Steel Canada, all these guys made millions. And, in fact, Mike McQuaid made uh, close to a couple million the last time in 2007, and, and that's public information. So people are saying, again, well, you know, like, uh, you know, he stands to make a lot more again this time. And so, you know, they should be paying for OPEBs. Uh, yeah, it's no secret the company wants a five-year agreement. Well, over the next five years, it looks pretty bright. Um, So people are expecting wage increases. Uh, We don't have that many members anymore. We just have just over 500 members. People expect, you know, that we're going to keep at least that many jobs because there's some, you know, some good potential in the Hamilton lands, as I've said before.
0: Yeah, but... You need the contract, obviously, for this stuff to work. And if it's a five-year deal, then I guess the first question you guys are going to ask from across the table is, okay, what are you guys putting on the table? And what you seem to be saying here, Gary, is not much so far.
1: Well, there's still ways to go, that's for sure.
0: Are you getting pressure from the the salaried workers to, to settle and to come up with some sort of a deal so they'll have a, a clearer picture as to where they're going to be?
1: No, not from the salaried No. Yeah, no, no, we're not. We're not feeling any pressure uh, from from the salary group, or you know, we've we, we keep in touch with our own members. Our own members, you know, are pretty uh, been excellent. Uh, it's been a long grinding process that that people have had to endure, um, and you know, I'm, I'm proud of our members how they've stood up, and, because they know what's going on. And it's like you know, one of those chubby chase movies like vacation well this is like vacation too because everyone knows that you know that this company bedrock or whoever's successful stands to make a lot of money again billions of dollars and you know they don't want it off of their backs of the current employees or you know of past employees right and that's not right because the money's
0: there to pay them so how do, you, how do you try to access that? How do you try to get them to talk about something like that? I mean, you, in the past, you've, you've tried court orders. You've had the lawyers fighting in, in courts in Toronto to try to get something done. Have you exhausted all of those avenues right now?
1: No. We just have to keep, just have to keep going and, uh, um, you know, like plugging and, you know, like saying what's the right thing. And, and really um, the right thing is that people should get paid what they've earned uh... through the years and uh... you know just stick with your principles
0: the votes coming up pretty soon uh... this is the uh... the affected creditors that are involved in this whole process are scheduled to vote on this restructuring mm-hmm. plan on april 27th. what kind of an impact is that going to have
1: uh... it won't really have an impact at, uh, on us at all uh... We're, we're not involved with that vote um... what we're involved with is is our um, collective agreement is is more or less our vote And we've had discussions in the past about uh, retirees having a vote. If they're impacted on anything that affects them, uh, they might have a vote on
0: that. And where's that? I mean, have you got a commitment from from, uh, the court group here that that they are going to be heard, that they are going to have a voice in this process?
1: Um, We've brought it up several times, and there's nothing that's concrete on that.
0: So, obviously, you'll be watching, even though you're not going to be involved in the vote. You're going to be watching the vote right now. Is there a concern among the membership right now, Gary, that you guys are going to get left behind, that everybody else is going to get what they want out of this deal except for for the unions? No. Not at all. So you feel that in some way, shape, or form, at some point, you are are going to get some kind of a deal from these people?
1: Well, you know, like... You know, I. Told people, no, I know how and, I know how frustrated and, and, you were
0: because you and I had this conversation years ago when U.S. Steel came in, and you thought, well, okay, I guess yeah, we'll we'll give in a little bit right now. And they kind of brought the hammer down on on both you and Bill Ferguson not too long after that, and simply started with all sorts of layoffs and shutdowns and things of this nature, and started playing hardball.
1: Well, one thing I've learned in this process, I mean, Bedrock's still a bidder. Um, they don't have the place yet, yeah. even though you know, like you know all the all everyone. In, in play, um, who who's been hired by U.S. Steel wants Bedrock to be the successful bidder, but they still don't have the place. And you know, I'll I'll point out again that last time we were in the process, we we met with five different bidders, and Stelco ended up keeping the place. And you know, and and so I remember that there was a lot of people that were very upset about that of uh, the various bidders the last time. And so, you know, the the deal's not done yet. You know, if Bedrock wants the place, I, I think they know what they're going to have to do. Um, and, you know, they, and rightfully so, because they stand to make billions of dollars. So, you know, to, to be able to make billions of dollars, they're going to have to step up
0: to the plate. But if not Bedrock, is there anybody else out there? We were under the impression that there was nobody else, except, well, the one company that, uh, that had made some moves about this. But uh, I thought it was determined that they didn't have the financial resources to, to put up a legitimate offer.
1: But I'll ask you that: Who decided that? Well, it wasn't you? So, so it was the independent board uh, that decided that. Yeah, and so uh, um, that raises several questions, you know, like like with with a lot of people of about who decided Bedrock was going to be successful, right? And what right do they have to make that decision when there was other bidders that was better for uh, employees and both past and present. And and I think that those same people are still out there and are are still interested.
0: Really? Have you heard from them lately?
1: Well, I think people get nervous when I talk about that.
0: Well, yeah, but I mean, from the the standpoint of you and and your membership, uh, if I recall correctly, one of those other parties that was out there kicking the tires back in those days uh, promised to make you guys whole and and to look after both the, the retirees and the workers. Uh, which is a somewhat of a different deal from what I seem to be getting from uh, what Bedrock is is putting on the table right now.
1: Yeah, that's the frustrating thing with the whole process.
0: So you'd like to see those people reconsidered, then?
1: Well, I certainly would. Yes.
0: What about the rest of the membership?
1: Uh, well, I think that it would be in the membership's best interest if if uh, you know others were considered as well.
0: Well, how do you make that happen, though? At this point, Gary, I mean, most of the people that are observing this right now. Uh, seem to be under the impression that this is really almost going through a, a rubber stamping process. So the bedrock's the selected bidder. They're going to get this thing. Uh, it's going to be okayed, uh, you know, by the courts, and and everybody's going to move on here. But you're you're, you're kind of saying, whoa, we're, we we we're not at that stage right now. Uh, d- does anybody else around the table agree with you and the union on this?
1: Um, I think people, uh, you know, have their opinions on how things should go. Uh, and a lot of pressure is being put on to us um, like i said the in the salary group they they have a lot of parity uh, parity uh, qu- uh, issues so if 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 we do better they do better as well um, so you know like local 1005 in in you know in 8782 have always been the ones that have sta- stood up for what's right um, you know and 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 now is no different than than before so People have to stand up for their rights and, and what's right, and, and you know. And hopefully if Bedrock wants the place, they're going to have to recognize that and at least do as well as what the other bidders were intending to do.
0: But to that point, though, since, since Stelco has told you that you have to negotiate with Bedrock, and Bedrock's not officially the owner right now, you guys are in limbo. There's not much going on here. Well,
1: we're waiting for their response, and, and the judges said it, it's, it's in the uh, documentation that, you know, like the, to get for the deal to go through, people have to have a, a deal with the unions, a collective, uh, a collective agreement.
0: Yeah, but you'd think that would be a priority for them, then, that they would be talking to you. I mean, the phone should be ringing right now.
1: Well, you know, I, I mean, it, if they really want a deal, it doesn't really take that long to get the deal done.
0: <laughs> as long as, as long as they're willing to compromise on some stuff, that's right. Yeah, Gary, thanks so much for the time today. I know it's got to be a frustrating time for you and your your membership on this. Uh, it sort of sounds like we may be getting to the end of this, but uh, clearly, I don't want to see you guys or anybody else get left behind on this. Let's uh, stay in touch over the next few days. Appreciate this again thanks. today.
1: Thanks for having me on, Bill.
0: Take care, Gary. Gary, how? president of United Steel Workers Local 1005. Uh, and that's that's an important point, the last one he just made there. That was part of the, the, the direction from the judge to bedrock, that you uh, we're not even going to fully consider the offer till you got to deal with the unions. And that hasn't happened yet. I mean, great for the salaried workers. That's great. But, uh, you know, the folks that are working down there need to make sure that they have some security going on with them, too. That's not going on. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900
1: CHML.